a heist involves a van, I think. I don't think a caper <laughs> involves a bit. Hold on. Caper. I really don't think that a heist like requires a certain type of vehicle. Um, yeah, for sure. Hey, 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 Randy Haven's heat check. I don't think anyone made him a Wikipedia page. I don't think so either. I was, a little disappointed. There was like four people who I thought really good chance by the end of Friday it would be up. But uh, I was pleasantly surprised that people had gone through the list of adult things and checked off their own answers and stuff. And I'm wondering if they actually found that article that we were referencing or if they just kind of played along like they were they probably a just baseball played along. game. I like that. Um, some of them, yeah, because some people, they posted like, can I do this? And it was ways that we phrased it, not the way that they had phrased it. Um, huge shout out to, uh, Randy Havens, Pete Blackburn, Dave Bean, uh, for not knowing what housekeeping is. They were just talking about housekeeping. Yeah. All right. So I, I understand that, but the way that it was phrased, I don't apologize. I don't apologize for not understanding. Can you keep a house? Right. That was. Who the fuck says that? Yeah. Casper says it. Who, who? Who's Casper? <laughs> you can you don't know Casper? That's a friendly ass ghost. Oh, that Casper. Yeah, Jesus. he says uh, to is it Christina Ricci? Yeah, the Casper movie that yeah. like their thing is like, can I keep you? That's a creepy thing in hindsight. <laughs> That's a really creepy thing to say. To, I don't even know what their relationship was. They they went to a dance together. I think they definitely fucked. I think she brought Casper to. I think she brought Casper to like. She got that a coming ghost of age dick. thing. I, I'm. <laughs> We don't know it for sure, but probably got that. Who ghost would dick. really know? He's translucent. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Just y- saying. Yeah. So uh, if you, nobody says, do you keep a house? Like, fuck off. Right. That's I, pretentious as fuck. I, I, well, ima- when would you say? It? Imagine walking into a house and being like, <laughs> "You are great at keeping." I don't. This right. House. <laughs> I don't want to alarm you, but this has not. This house hasn't been kept very well recently. Um, so yeah, I. I I feel dumb for not getting that because when you put two and two together, you're like, ah, but I don't think we were really given two and two. I think we were given two totally random ass numbers and we weren't able to add them up because yeah. it was poorly phrased. Um, other than that, Randy Havens, that, that episode was a smash hit. I think people liked it. Um, one of my friends said it was their favorite uh, episode yet, but that I should seriously learn how to change a tire. And my response to that was, there's no. definitely going to be a day when I look back on not taking this advice seriously. Yeah. Because. Whatever. I'm I'll, just not I'll abandon my car before I learn how to change a tire. <laughs> I'll just get Like I said, home. once I, if, if I'm in a situation that I need to change a tire, the end is dead. there anyway. I, I just know it. You know, it's like, you know, in the movies when uh, at the end they catch like the higher up guy who's kind of behind everything. Um, Shawshank Redemption is like that yeah. when all the press comes in Breaking Bad when Mr. What's his name? Schuler? Uh, the, uh, shoot, the, the, where What's-Her-Face works. Lydia. What's the company? I don't remember. So, but you know what I'm talking about. The, the episode where they reveal that that company is behind a lot of stuff with Gus Fring and he's tasting all of the different oh, condiments, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he goes in the bathroom and kills himself. Yep. That's gonna. And when these bad guys, they have the realization of like, oh no, yeah. now it's over. If I ever pop a tire, when I go out and see it, that's gonna be the like. Oh. You're just gonna lay down in the middle of traffic. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, this is it. This is how I die, and that'll be the end of my life. Um, the end of your life almost came on Thursday. 
You had some angry Canadians. Oh, God. Going after um, the old Black Bee. Yeah, it was Thursday, but uh, it honestly really didn't start until, like, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Canadians are behind America on a lot of things. Yes. They hadn't, that that, that <laughs> buzz hadn't made its way up. up. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it, it was... So, before Game 2 of the World Cup Hockey Final, uh, the band Walk Off the Earth played the Canadian National Anthem, but it wasn't the Canadian National Anthem. It was, like... The Hawaiian tiki Are you going hut. <laughs> to the hooky lounge? It was like the like, Hawaiian tiki hut lounge version of the Canadian national anthem. And it was... Uh, so here's my thoughts on it. <laughs> uh, it, was, it, was, it was like a pop song. It was like... It sounded nice. It was okay. But it was like... That's not how you do a fucking national anthem. It's the song that when you walk in late to a concert that walk off... For which "Walk Off the Earth" is the opening act. That's the song that you walk in during. Right, you, you hear that. That's just like the background noise as you're getting your tickets. Right, and you're like, everything. oh, I'm, I'm glad I kind of caught the second half of this song. Right, yeah, <laughs> but that's not. You don't. All right, so <laughs> here's my here's my like official. Thoughts we are on both the thing. overflowing with "Walk Off the Earth" takes right now, and yeah. we're we're trying we're just to force not them quite out. sure how to. How to get them out in an organic manner. Right. Uh, walk Off the Earth. Without melting down. Walk Off the Earth. Talented band. Good for them. Um, sure. Like, they got some good voices. They can obviously play instruments. Good for them. But, fuck that band. Oh, yeah. Fuck them. Oh, uh, they are t- at the top of my fuck that band list. You, you do not get to, like, reinvent a national anthem. Especially if you're a band that got famous the way that they did. Yeah. Which is basically, like doing cover songs on youtube like they got youtube famous yeah you will that that's totally fine if you, if you want to get youtube famous off covers cool uh carmen did that alessia cara did that and they both like no disrespect i love covers covers yeah. are fucking awesome oh that's how i spend my day YouTube. but you just... don't get to pretend like you're a fucking like musical genius who gets to like reinvent the wheel but i i get i get why they think the way they think which is we interpret stuff or we reinterpret stuff and people love it. But that wasn't really a reinterpretation. That was a that was they just, just like, uh, they that was have you seen twenty seven dresses? Uh maybe. You know when uh this is gonna be the second episode maybe in a row or third, I don't know, uh that I bring up this actress and you won't know who I'm talking about. Malin Ackerman? Nope. You still don't know who she is. Nope. Uh M A L I N A K A K E R M A N. She's oh, she was in uh, Easy. She was in Easy, right? Um, so we'll talk about her. Uh, is that the the only thing you know her from? I believe so. She's again. She's Sloane's friend and entourage that he has a threesome with. Well, she just loves three th- threesomes. Apparently. I know she's a she's a threesome heavy actress. That's nice. when they when they need a threesome actress, they they call her in. Um, I would like but to call in her 27, in. <laughs> in twenty seven dresses, she plays Tess, the sister of uh, Jennifer Garner. Catherine Heigl's character. Jennifer Garner's not in 27 Dresses. Oh, that's, and I think thir- it's that's kind 13 of, going on 30. I was going to say, I think it's kind of sexist for you to suggest, or t- for you to assume Jennifer Garner was in 27 Dresses, but it's like a, it's a correct kind of assumption. <laughs> um, like, Jennifer Garner could have perfectly played uh, the, okay. the role of... I think I, was just, I think I was thinking of 13 going on 30. Okay. Um, Ka- so Catherine Heigl's little sister is Tess, and all Catherine Heigl wants to do is get married. She's always a bridesmaid. She's been in 27 marriages. Ever heard of it? And uh, weddings. Ever heard of it? And 
she wants to wear her dead mom's wedding dress, but her little sister Tess gets married first, and she just totally cuts up the the wedding dress and just barely uses a little piece of it. And she's like, "What? I wore mom's wedding dress." That's what this was a long ass way to get to this, but that's what Walk the Earth did with uh, the Canadian <laughs> national anthem. They took a little bit. They took like half the veil. They and butchered they, the anthem and then used like a small piece of it. Exactly. And, and was like, check out this anthem. A lot of the words were the same words. Maybe <laughs> like 21% of them. Um, so I missed it. I was at the Chance the Rapper concert. Uh, and you rightfully pointed out, all I said what was, do we got All here? I said is, what is this? <laughs> yeah, right. That's all I said. Uh, and then like in the, in the coming days, uh, actually the next morning... Uh, walk the walk off the earth. Tweeted quote tweeted my video that I posted on Twitter, and basically answered, "What is this?" They were like, "It's us singing the national anthem after we won another Good championship one. in hockey." Real original, sick dude. Wouldn't expect anything less from uh, Walk Off the Earth. And so, like, I guess they have fucking super fans, which is unbelievable. To I know me. they a do a lot of them. I, they have a lot of super fans. I hide people on Facebook based on them sharing Walk Off the Earth videos. Oh, That's nice. a fun little fact. Nice, yeah. Uh, like, the, uh, then as soon as they tweeted that, a bunch of people flooded my mentions, being like, "Walk Off the Earth, Earth are geniuses!" Like. Blah, 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 talking down on America and stuff. Like, you have more things to worry about. Trump's going to be your president. Like, sick dude, I know. <laughs> You're going like, to die. Right. <laughs> uh, so I don't, I'm still getting it. It's Monday. I'm still getting shit. And I think a big reason why also is because uh, media publications have picked up on it. And they're, they're covering it because of the fact that they had changed the words from uh, an all thy sons command to an all our command or something like that really yeah. so they made it about themselves i think they tried to make it like uh it's not just about sons it's not like not sexist oh i believe that maybe the parliament changed that and they had just like been one of the first to kind of actually use it but i guess like people like the media was covering it uh in that sense and using my video because it's like the only one out right. there. And so now people have been tweeting at me being like, like saying that like, Oh, it wasn't even a fucking big deal about the words. And I'm like, I know I wasn't saying anything you're like, about if the you words. Thought I caught that then. <laughs> right. um, if you think I care about that, right. you're new here. Um, okay. So here's my point about walk the earth that I want to make. And I've wanted to make it a lot. Um, and, Instead of messaging this to the people before I hide them or mute them or whatever on Facebook, I just swallow let it. it bo- you and let it, it boil. It is boiling up like crazy. So that cover of somebody that I used to know got shared like crazy. I'm sure it has like 200 million hits or it something like so that. It has so many. I didn't know what, what you were talking about. I had no oh, idea about man. Walk Off the Earth until Thursday. So there's a video. And you told me to watch it, and I watched it. It has like fucking like 250 million videos. There's a video of I mean. these what is it five bozos sitting around one guitar and they're all playing the same guitar one is doing a little percussion on it uh one's picking the they're playing somebody that i used to know one is uh just picking that little melody line uh one's doing the chords one's doing like uh, something of a bass line and the last one is hitting the the top of the uh headstock where it's like where the strings are super tight and it sounds all like Kind of like glass. I don't even know what that is, and I play guitar. But um, anyway, 
So they're all the video is them all sitting around the guitar playing one guitar and singing somebody that I used to know. It's presented as a live performance, and it is not. And what I think what the makes, vocals are so obviously pre-recorded, right? And everybody, I think a lot of the people who share these videos are dumb and don't understand what they're watching. Yes, have you and, been on the internet? <laughs> right. So the the chorus, first of all, it's as you said, it's very obvious anyway. If you just watch it, that first of all, there's no mics there's no vocal mics there and even if there were it would have had to be condenser mics and then it would have picked up the noise of the guitar and they wouldn't have been able to mix it so there's no way that is actually they're also like five feet back from the mics and it sounds like they're crystal clear well that's what i'm saying if if they were like that and those were condenser mics that would have been fine but the mic that would be picking up you singing, Pete, would also oh, right. pick up like my foot moving around, right. and it would pick up every single right. thing because they're not um, they're not right up to the mic, right? Um, so it drives me crazy. And then when it gets to the chorus, the guy singing the chorus, his vocals are double tracked, and it's just it's so so obvious that this is not one authentic live performance. And I've looked it up; they've done it before; they've they've played it live before, but they transpose it so. They're not basically. They're not as impressive as they wanted everyone to think, and I just think that's there's something to vulnerability in music. To be like, you know what, I'm, I'm not, not perfect, best, right? Here's but here's my I'm here's bringing my something best. to the table, right? Yes. Yeah, they so they got famous off of some sneaky ass bullshit, and I'm not blaming them because they should be able to say, well, people should tell that this isn't a live performance. But no, they knew that the internet was dumb and that they were going to fall for that. So shame on you, Walk the Earth. As a, shame on you, the internet. As so, yes, as I'm offended as someone who is often mistaken for a Canadian. I am my my. You you've basically brought my country shame. So uh, I'm I'm not happy with Walk Off the Earth. I've never liked them. In fact, I bet I've said they're. I probably called them Walk the Earth a bunch of times. In I, this conversation. I almost did. I almost I, did like four times. I right put now. them in the same walk. So I've seen Walk the Moon twice, and I have dear friends who love Walk the Moon, and I'm not trying to shit on their musical taste or whatever. Walk the Moon is so average to below average. It is crazy how average to below average they are. Getting fired up on some music takes <laughs> here. We don't talk for. Given that not a lot of we music. geek out over music, we don't talk about music a lot. Um, but we did both do a pretty adult thing, um, or we did a, you know, you're an adult when you don't like doing this thing, which is we both went to concerts on consecutive nights. We did. Uh, you saw Diarrhea Planet twice in a row. Twice. I saw Chance the Rapper and France and the Lights on Thursday, and then Drum and Glass Animals on Friday. Uh, any takes, any takeaways? How are you feeling? You, this is the morning after you saw two concerts. I, uh, I'm fine, actually. I didn't drink much oh. last night. Um, it was two very different shows. Uh, Friday, we saw, or Saturday, we saw Diarrhea Planet play at the Sinclair in front of like 500 people. Nice. Pretty packed crowd. I love the Sinclair. Great venue. Uh, and then last night, we went to Providence and went to like this dingy ass tiny stage bar type thing and the capacity was 200 and there were probably about 50 people there and it was a very intimate show they took requests from the crowd uh they like came into the crowd we're nice. playing guitar shredding on the on the ground right in front of us in a big circle uh he the lead guitarist even fucking got on a dude's shoulders and and was like playing the guitar on his shoulders which is pretty awesome uh it was a great show Sounds like there were it was just a bunch of guys getting together and sweating. Basically. Nice. Yeah. 
I, I, again, I've never seen them before. It's, yeah, you're I, a I, fucking I, idiot. You're going to be so mad I, the first time you see I them know. and be like, wow, I really passed up on seeing them like 12 times I was gonna say I, I have, was tired. <laughs> I've casually turned down more Diarrhea Planet concerts than I've been to shows of anybody else. Like I've seen Billy Joel a gajillion times. I've seen Like to Dive a thousand times. I don't think I've seen anybody as often as I've not seen Diarrhea Planet. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, one day I'm going to see them, and, I mean, I trust so many people who say that they're great, and I'm just uh, kind of a bozo there. Chance the Rapper was nuts. It was, that, that was the corniest thing I've seen in my life, and I loved every second of it. Some of my friends just kind of ended it at that was the corniest thing I've seen in my life. He had a, uh, he had a lion that popped up after pretty much every song, and... Uh, talk to him about how the show was going what? and it was in the voice of uh it was the same dude that does the you don't want zero problems big fella voice oh, so after every song he's like chance big fella they like that song big fella but don't forget you got old stuff too big fella and he'd be like okay i'll do an old song and um then he had a choir of puppets that got bigger and bigger and bigger as the show went on and I knew this was going to happen because he was in town opening for Glass Animals the next night. Um, Chance brought out Drum to sing special, but the way he did it, I, I was expecting it. I was like, "This, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm not going to weep like a like a little bee." And but the way he did it was after one of his songs because it, this the whole show was so corny and every second of it was planned out. It was like a Michael Jackson concert, honestly. And uh, after one of the songs. They started to play some like, ooh, he's getting very tired music. And he was like wandering around the stage. And then there was a bed on the stage. And he just fell onto the stage. Or he fell onto the bed and kind of Bieber-esque. Just like went to sleep for a little bit during the show. <laughs> and they they wheeled out Drom on some sort of throne or whatever. Drom did not take one step the entire time. Just was wheeled out. Had uh, I don't know if he was wearing a hoodie or a cape or something, but it was pretty majestic. He sang special, did not say a single word to the audience, was then wheeled back off the stage, and Chance continued with his show. There was no, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Drom. There was no, Boston, make some noise. Nothing. And <laughs> That's awesome. That's power move, City. It was such a power move. <laughs> and honestly, yeah, like I, again, I was expecting it, so I, I didn't expect it to... I wasn't planning on it kind of knocking me off my feet, but it uh, it really did. And then the next night, Drum opened for Glass Animals, and he was unbelievable. But Glass Animals might be more popular than Drum. I guess they are because they they, they, headlined. they headlined. But uh, I didn't know one song, or I knew one song by Glass Animals. I didn't understand what the draw was with them, and I still don't. I was with my friend Ryan, and we basically just had glass animals takes the whole show. And I'm sure everyone in our section wanted to kill us because all we were doing was making fun of them. But basically, uh, as he put it, that's that's where Dave Matthews Band fans, you know how they are all obsessed with Dave Matthews Band, yeah. and all they do is go to see Dave shows. Yep. Sometimes you wonder, like, what do they do with the rest of their time when they're not seeing Dave? They see they, glass they, animals. They see glass animals. Um, yeah, so shouts to those guys, I guess. I, don't, I, I love all music I hear. I just totally, totally don't get the draw with them. Uh, I've got to give shouts to my man, Connor. He's a brunch listener, and uh, we saw him on Thursday at the Chance the Rapper show, 
and he was with his girlfriend. He came over to me. Uh, I was with Jim Murray and Jen McCaffrey, and he came over to us and was like, hey, I can enjoy your stuff, blah, blah. And we just decided we were just going to kind of actually follow this guy around. <laughs> and like we went to get a drink, and then he was with his girlfriend, and he started to walk away. And we were like, oh, shh, sh- Connor's getting away. So we ran over to Connor, and we were like, let's hang out for a little bit. So we did that. Uh, Connor called me out. Apparently, the last week when we were talking about glass animals, I kept calling them glass houses, which is a Billy Joel album. And I don't regret that one bit in hindsight. So uh, there's that. One more music thing. Uh, Kanye had to had to leave his show in New York last night. And I, I just keep, you said this before we came on and recorded. You're well, like said it again. you're turning uh, turning this as, into like a Kanye problem. Like, I feel really bad for Kanye. <laughs> yeah, Kanye left his show because his wife was kidnapped at or not. She was held, held hostage. Gunpoint. Yeah, held hostage at gunpoint while she was robbed. Yes, and you're like. Do you hear what happened to Kanye? <laughs> well, I don't know. I I guess it's because that's how we found out about it. Because he was playing, I forget, what was it? The the Meadows or the Meadowlands or something? There was some New York concert with Meadow in the name. And uh, he, like 20 minutes early, he, there's video of him. He's in the middle of Heartless. And just halfway through it, he's like, all right, that's it, guys. Gotta go. Sorry, got a family emergency. He walks off the stage. Um, I guess my biggest question is, is so Kim Kardashian West was robbed at gunpoint, and they took four and a half million dollars worth of jewelry. I think it was like, mm, I thought it was more like nine. Oh, maybe it was just I think uh, it was maybe like one f- of the items was four and a half four, million. Yeah, yeah, and then the other one was like five or something like that. So we ask whoever listens and might do drugs questions about drugs a lot. Um, to those who rob people at gunpoint, is that a viable um, thing? Like, did do, do, if you rob someone at gunpoint and take $9 million worth of stuff from them, you automatically get caught, right? I would assume so. There's I, like, Have these people been apprehended yet? I don't think so. They were dressed as cops, which is like a Ooh, real strong... That's a rush hour move. move. Right. That's like a rush hour move. That's, like, that's the only way I think you can get away with it. Because if you're dressed as cops, you're, you've been planning this. Right. You're, you're pretty prepared. I think- and plus, plus, if you rob Kim Kardashian... And successfully do it, you've been planning it for a while, and you have your your tricks, and you because she is a very hard. Woman so is that to rob. a cape? So like, will will that qualify as a caper? What does that mean? Did I don't they know what a caper they did they pull a caper? I don't know what a caper means. It's like a it's in the same kind of world as heist. I think. Oh yeah, I think that. Uh, like I, I feel you, like there, a, there is significant planning that goes. A into caper is King like Kardashian. when you get into when you uh, go into a bank and steal. The, the diamond or something. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. That's a heist. Uh, a heist involves a van, I think. I don't think a caper <laughs> involves a bit. Hold on. Difference. I don't think a heist involves like a... I between don't think... heist and caper. I really don't think that a heist like requires a certain type of vehicle. Um, yeah, for sure. No, it um, doesn't. Let's see. A caper is... A crime, especially theft, or a narrative about such a crime. Um, a heist is a robbery or burglary, especially from an institution such as a bank or museum. So this, I so this was a caper because, yeah, unless she was at a bank or museum <laughs> when it happened, she but was it was sleeping. at a hotel, I think. So, um, and that's the difference between a heist and a caper. Uh, I. Uh, 
So I th- my theory is that the uh, the hotel somebody at the hotel was in on it. Ooh, because you it's she's a very hard woman to rob. Yes, if you're working with the hotel, she's a hard woman con- to contact to come in contact right. with, and it becomes significantly easier if you're working with somebody at the hotel. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, did you watch? Uh, did you you watch Saturday Night Live with Alec Baldwin? I did indeed. Uh, After Diary Planet, I was a little buzzed. Nice. I uh, I was so tired on the second night of concerts that I I had a ride and I still Ubered home because I couldn't wait like more than like another <laughs> ten minutes to go home and go to sleep. But I uh, the next day I I just barely managed to stay up and watch Saturday Night Live. Here's uh here's how uh, combination of drunk slash how good Alec Baldwin's impersonation of Trump was. Uh, I actually thought to myself, or I think I said it out loud, actually. I actually said, huh, I kind of want Trump to be president so I can see more Alec Baldwin impressions of Donald Trump because this is fucking amazing. Yeah. But then I didn't mean it because no. I was drunk. Yeah. And we, uh, there were some people who legitimately felt that way about Sarah Palin. But right, yeah. honestly, the Trump stuff will get run to the ground anyway. It will. He, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Baldwin as Trump was awesome. Fucking crushed it. Yeah. Um, and Kate McKinnon is God. She can do. She does nothing wrong. So, um, yeah, I Michael Che as uh, what's his face was okay. Lester Holt. Yeah. Um, but my the best part was uh, how Trump kept cutting off Hillary when she was talking. They fucking and when they she says it. like when she was doing the your. The reason you haven't shown your taxes is because you're either not charitable, you're not rich, you're not whatever. And he was like, wrong, wrong, wrong. warm. <laughs> um, yeah, did you watch any of the rest of it? I did, actually. I thought the first couple skits were pretty hilarious. I thought that it, they were like, they're like, we got Margot Robbie. Let's do a bunch of shit about how hot Margot Robbie yeah, that's, is. So I said that to my, the people that I was watching with. I was watching a bunch of my buddies. Like, how sweet would it be to get the hosting gig on Saturday Night Live and every skit is about how hot you are. Yeah. Um, Good for Margot Robbie. Yeah, which, I mean... By the way, absolute smoke and a half. Oh, t- yeah, totally. Probably like one of... Uh, up there with hottest woman on earth. Yes, totally. Well, she's... I feel like um, when we talk about guys, we'll say that this guy's classically hot and this... Per- I don't know how tall Margot Robbie is. Maybe that that might be a checkpoint that she might miss for the, like the hotness snobs or whatever. But th- there is but nothing you requ- wrong. With her. You require tall. I do not. If she's Margot Robbie, I think I'll live. Um, she <laughs> she is, also has Australian accent. Major points for that. Awesome. Her her scene in The Big Short when she just explains the thing. Did you have you seen The Big I Short? Have not seen The Big Short. You don't need to. Um, no, it was, I saw War Dogs. it was really good. Yeah, right. Um, but it's just her sitting in a tub because uh, in the Big Short they have a lot of confusing jargon, and they'll say to explain this. Here's uh, like Selena Gomez, and it'll just be Selena Gomez, and she'll explain it. And one of them was here's Margot Robbie in a tub, and it's just Margot Robbie in a tub. She explains it, and then the was camera. She naked? Uh, I would assume. Uh, you, I don't recall if they're showing any sorts of naked parts, but she's sitting in the tub, she explains it, and the camera's still on her, and she's like, all right, fuck off then. (laughs) But she says it in her accent, and it is wonderful. Um, But what was I going to say about Margot Robbie? Oh, my first exposure to Margot Robbie, I think it was everyone's 
first exposure to Margot Robbie if they were smart is About Time. I have not. I have not seen it. You gotta see About Time, dude. <laughs> Clearly, because you talk about it on every fucking episode. It is. Uh, um, she she plays uh, the Donald Gleason's sister's friend, and he's got a crush on her, and it doesn't happen. And then later, once he gets with Rachel McAdams, uh, and I'll never know if it's plural or not. Uh, Rachel McAdam, one of those two. Yeah, that's a good quote. That's a good thing. We've done this 600 times on this podcast. (laughs) Yes, yes. And we look it up every time. And then you tell me what it is. Um, So once he gets with her, he gets the opportunity. It's plural. It's Rachel Uh, Rachel McAdams. McAdams. One time you lied to me and I said it wrong the rest of the episode. It was how McAdam. Yeah, you told me it was the. You were like, oh yeah, you're right. And then after you were like, that was I told you the wrong one. so maybe I did it later. Again. He gets the opportunity to smarsh Margot Robbie, and he doesn't because he's such a good guy. What a fucking idiot! Yeah, it was kind of a, a tough call there, but he had a very good thing going with with. I Ms. don't care. You smash Margot Robbie ten times <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> That's a ten out of ten. No brainer. Um, uh, what was I going to say? We also wanted to talk about uh, Easy. Should we discuss that first, or should we get into uh, our Dave Franco interview? Because Dave Franco is in Easy, so um, let's uh, let's talk about Easy first. Okay, and transition into why we have Dave, Dave Franco on. Okay, so Dave Franco is in Easy. Easy is an what an eight piece, yes, anthology series on Netflix. Uh, I talked about it for a minute recently. It's by uh, it's written and directed by Joe Swanberg. The all of the dia- the big thing is that all of the dialogue is improvised, which I believe. I'm glad that is... I knew that. You didn't know that until after you finished right. watching. Uh, you told me that before I started, and I'm glad that I knew that because it makes me appreciate it so much more. Yeah, in hindsight, I'm way more impressed with it. Yeah. I thought it was good to really good, and now I, I'm you can, sitting. It you really can tell good. at at certain points where it's like there's awkwardness, but. That makes it really relatable and yeah. makes it really like uber realistic. Yeah, Dave Franco. I remember. I remember when I was watching it. Dave Franco tripped over one of his lines in uh, in one of his episodes, and it was one of those things where he started to say a sentence, then kind of awkwardly changed direction completely, and you could tell that that was not written in. It was, that was just like a human error. But I thought that's cool that they kept that in. Right. Like he started to say the wrong line or whatever, and. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, all the dialogue is improvised. I think it's like Curb, where they say, "Okay, in this scene, you guys are going to have this problem, and here's how you're going to resolve it. Go." And then they just improvise the rest. And it's about, it's. I think overall, it's just about relationships. Yes. But Somebody asked me what it was about. I basically said that uh, it's about sex and relationships, but it's like very realistic and very relatable yeah i think a lot of the everything i've read has said it's a show about sex and i think it's more about relationships but sex is kind of the vehicle that's that it goes back to a lot but that's That's also kind of part (laughs) of a relationship so um I, i just think it's about relationships and it's a bit more graphic than your average relationship tale would have but yeah every episode honest yeah every episode is different um it looks at a bunch of different couples but it's all in the same world which is cool um you'll see in one episode 
Um, slight references to right. older ones. So, like, the first episode is about a married couple with kids, and one night they go out, and there's a babysitter, and the babysitter's only in it for, like, a second, just when they go out and when they come back. And then the next episode is all about that babysitter's life and vice versa. So, um, it's cool. The cast is bonkers. Yeah, there's a slew of A-list celebrities in that, in that right. show. It's... Um, so Dave Franco is in two episodes. Mark Maron's in an episode. Malin Mark Ackerman. Maron was great, by the way. That, he was so good. I, yeah. I don't know enough about Mark Maron. He's very annoying in a lot of contexts. Yeah. Uh, but he was very, very good in that episode. Uh, his episode was basically he is an artist and he sleeps with a young artist uh, or a young... Yakowski. Yes. Photographer. Young yes. student photographer. Right. So he sleeps with a student, uh, like a grad school student, who does art her own way, and her art is she sleeps with guys and then and takes selfies them. of them sleeping afterwards. And he goes to her art show and Wait. sees this yeah. and melts Loses the hell down. <laughs> and everyone takes pictures on their phones of it, or they take videos on their phones, and he melts down even further. And then kind of the second half of the episode is just this guy kind of reacting to having had a public meltdown and also being like right and also being like but am i real well chef he was just more embarrassed in this he's like was i wrong yeah Yeah. so i agreed score for mark score for mark maron getting to fake hook up with emily radikowski that's a huge fake hookup yeah (laughs) seriously congrats on the children who don't understand how television works sex bro um (laughs) And yeah, who else? Oh, Orlando Bloom was in it. Yes, There's... he was. I think he was the worst out of anybody in the show. Oh God, I would say he was the best. No. I would say that. And th- so there were some hotties in the show. And what's her face? Uh, the girl from Garfunkel and Oates, who I hate, was in it. Uh, you know what I'm talking Garfunkel about? Garfunkel and Oates. No. Oh, she's the worst. Um, she's also in. What episode was she in? Uh, she's the third part of the threesome. Oh, so I know exactly who you're talking about because she's... it's not Melon Ackerman and right. Orlando Bloom. She's the. She has a very weird face. Uh, she, yeah, she's. I don't, I don't like her in anything. <laughs> Except she was in... Uh, I kind of liked her. She was cute. She was in Scrubs. She was in... Um, what's the movie with... Uh, oh, Don't Think Twice. She was good in Don't Think Twice. That was the first thing I saw her in that I liked. And then a couple weeks later, I watched Easy, and I liked her in that. So um, maybe the tide's turning for me and whatever that person that is. That lady's <laughs> name is. Um, uh, yeah, no, I thought Orlando Bloom was very annoying. Oh, man. he. Well, it's It's because of that one scene where... Uh, Malin Ackerman suggests the threesome and he does like a crazy freak out thing. Yeah. I thought that was uh, his, very charming. His whole spiel throughout the episode, I was just like, I, oh, this guy's fucking so annoying. I had to look up what Orlando Bloom was after. I didn't realize that he was a celebrity in it. And then when I was reading something about uh, Easy, it said, like, A list uh, You didn't stars know who Orlando Bloom was? Dave Franco, Orlando Bloom, blah, 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 blah. And you don't, you I, don't know I was, who Orlando Bloom was? I've, going into that, he, I know, I've heard the name Orlando Bloom a million times, and I mean, if if well, I'm at a party, seem, you don't seem like a Lord of the Rings guy, exactly. So. so I've seen all three Lord of the Rings once, and I was pulling my hair out during all three of them. So well, that's a bad I, take because those movies are awesome. Oh my god, they're so not awesome. My they're favorite awesome. one was the third one, and I realized it was because I uh, that was it was over. <laughs> I had a better attitude knowing that I wasn't going to have to see another one of them. 
Um, so when I saw, though, that it was like, oh, Dave Franco's in it, Orlando Bloom's in it, immediately I said, oh, I bet Orlando Bloom was the the guy from the threesome. Because he was, I mean, let's let's be real. We don't throw the H word around a lot, but yeah, he's, he's a hot. bit of a hunk. Yeah, he's yeah. hot. Well, no one says hunk anymore. No. Uh, we should he, do. He's dating Carrie, Katy Perry. Really? Yeah. Who wins there? Uh, Orlando Bloom. What do you? Well, you. Who wins? Like who's batting? Yeah. Scoring out of their league? Then yeah. It's Katy Perry, because Orlando Bloom is smoking. Yeah, like Katy Perry's doing Over better the there than. Yeah. yeah, but Katy Perry. I don't know. I've got a weird relationship with Katy Perry. She'd be a dynamite in the sack. I would. Uh, I would guess that that's one of her strengths. Yes. Um. Uh, but yeah, or, or Orlando Bloom, I thought was good in it. Um, you know who I came away very impressed with was uh, I had to look up his name, and I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong. Evan uh, Jonakite. No idea who that is. I actually so his he, his Twitter handle is John A K I T E, and his last name is spelled like J O N I G K E I. R. There's like some me. numbers in there, um, but he plays Dave Franco's brother. And oh yeah, he yeah. looks like uh, he looks like Alex Ovechkin. Yes, <laughs> he looks like a weird. He's a very we were talking about um, uh, Jason Sudeikis. How he looks like he's he's a thin guy, but he doesn't work out ever. Right. I that this guy. I'm wondering is he, like, like the opposite. I, I think he has he, like big thighs. Or right. Something. I think he only. I think he skips arm day. And he only does leg day. Yeah, he's very, uh, he's very, they have top heavy, he's very bottom heavy. And he dresses to accentuate yeah. his, like his pants, some of his pants. <laughs> I was just watching the show saying those pants. Yeah, he was very good. Um, so I tweeted this last night. I I really like, one, one of the things that I really like about Easy is the unpredictability and kind of like you have no idea what you're going to get as, as you go into each episode. Yeah. Which is awesome. It's like... Is a huge switch up. You, it's, it keeps One it fresh. One episode is all in Spanish. Right. Yeah. Keeps it fresh. I love that. But there is a part of me that wishes that there was an entire series following Dave Franco and his brother and their brewery uh, quest. That would be and awesome. And combined with the the storyline of Hannibal Burris as the reporter trying to get the story on it. So the first episode with these two guys is their brothers. Uh, one is expecting a child. The... I, I'll, I'll throw in quickly here when we're talking about who's good in this show. The best person on the entire show, I think, was uh, the girl who played uh, the older brother's wife. That's a terrible The pregnant take. girl. Terrible I take. thought she was awesome. Terrible take. I thought, she, I thought she handled her scene so well because she played a girl who was a normal girl and because her husband was being an idiot, got forced to be like the naggy wife right and she's they're all like i said her they're only scene, in her two episodes. scene where, he, where she chews them out she is, bitches them out is, is awesome. awesome very good and like very realistic very, like that can certainly happen and it was un, as uncomfortable to watch as it would have been to be in that situation like when you is, have to go for something um i think i said in a recent episode i'm either confrontational uh, i'm either or yeah there's no in between zero or hundred she that that was out of 100, that was in 1,000. And uh, so, sorry, the... Um, and she knows them. Right. And they were so like friends. The story there is the older... There are two brothers. Um, one has a job he doesn't like. He's married, living kind of the typical adult life. His younger brother is Dave Franco, and he just works at a 
coffee place like d- doesn't like make much money eat. but is just basically prioritizing quality of life right and they get drunk one night and decide to open up an illegal uh, brewery in his garage and they hide it from the pregnant wife and that's one episode and then the second episode that they're in is that brewery starts to blow up and Hannibal Burris plays a reporter who wants to do a story on them and Dave Franco's character doesn't want to do the story he's, because he's very happy with where the brewery is as right. like an underground operation where he can kind of just yeah. half ass it or like not and it's go, very much not, like a metaphor for like his, his life, life. Yeah. right um and there's a big spoiler to come there. I, I will actually choose to not spoil this, but then another life thing gets thrown in his face. So um, those episodes, those episodes were definitely the two best. Yep. Um, when I I was very happy to see that the final one was another one with those two guys. Um, right. So, I think it speaks to how how successful that whole idea went because they did it twice. Right. They and they didn't. And they do didn't any do any twice. Other one twice. Yeah. Um, so would you? Would you hope that that there was like a full series? I would. Film, I would honestly at least like limited series on that. I would love that. I would love like four more episodes of that. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, but I also wonder if they would do things like that. I don't like, think would so. Dave Franco do that? Oh, yeah. What is Dave Franco doing other than movies? Yeah, and also th- there's he's like in the occasional movie. This is going to be a good transition to our next segment. But there's also if you're a Franco. There's a bit of kind of artsy cologne that's on you, you know, and it might not always be deserved. Uh, you let's, know, let's be honest. Dave Franco is in Neighbors, right? But if Dave, but the fact that Dave Franco did this, I was like, ooh, Dave Franco. It's kind of cool of you to do Dave Franco, and I would feel the same way if James Franco were in it, which is dumb because James Franco is a. He's like a legitimate artist. He's trying to do as many. He's like he's like the Tyler, the creator of acting. He's just trying to do a million things that he thinks are dope. And Dave Franco is like, I'm just trying to slay this puss and do these movies. <laughs> um, so that's that wraps up, I guess, our easy conversation. Uh, we were we reached out to Dave Franco's people, did not even get a response. So. It happens often enough that we try to get people on and we don't get them that I think that we should uh, we shouldn't waste those opportunities. So I think that we're just going to conduct an interview without Dave. Franco. We're just going to ask the questions that we were planning on asking to Dave Franco. Um, what do you have? Uh, do you feel like you are bigger than your brother at this point? That's a good question. Um, Let's see. And now we get to play with the answer with the themselves. Am- what the answer might be? Um, that's. I have a similar question, but uh, I I don't think that I would phrase it that way because yeah. <laughs> well, we can be more direct. We don't have to. We don't have to we don't have to beat around the bush because Dave Franco's not actually here. Yes, that's a, it's it's kind of a, a little perk of of <laughs> interviewing someone who's not there for the interview. Um, is he bigger? I think that he's. For better or worse, he's taken as seriously. So here's the way that I would put it. He is more well-positioned. Yeah. Yeah. He has a brighter future, I believe. He's, I mean, he's a very poor man's Miles Teller. Except he hasn't been in Whiplash yet. You know, like he hasn't yeah. found his... He hasn't had like a banger yet. Right. Um, he's He plays second fiddle. He's like a, he's a supporting actor. Whereas yes. he hasn't yet proved to be a 
a lead. But he's an awesome supporting. Like, right. I, like we joked about, oh, he's in Neighbors, but he's awesome in, na- right. in Neighbors. He's uh, like the. So here's why I think that the series would be great. He'd be a fucking star, and he'd be like the selling point of that series. Right, and it would be critically acclaimed. Right. I think uh, it's. I think that Easy's mostly been critically acclaimed. Um, yeah, I think I saw like that. It got like on Netflix or something. It got like three or four four stars out of five or something like that. I, I did like, see. I did. Uh, someone it's, it's said. Weird someone thing I read said that the worst episodes were the Franco Johnny really? Kite episodes, and I was like, "Oh God, no! Get out of here!" Yeah. Um, I the favorite one. Uh, it seems according to the interwebs is the uh, the one with the the gay one. I, I thought that I was like I thought that was I thought that was good, but it was not my favorite at all. I think because I disagreed with that storyline, it was hard not not the gay storyline. The, the, <laughs> the fact that I disagree with the with the the lifestyle choice. So the the, the story, a lot of these episodes showed um, things that you didn't necessarily want to see if you're watching a relationship, and the. In the gay episode, it was two people who clearly didn't belong together, and um, one person... Because they were both women. (laughs) No, no. Uh, One person trying to kind of force their way into the other's lifestyle. Yeah. And there's... You always see couples that are kind of totally different, and they sort of complete each other, but they didn't complete each other, and they just kind of decided to stay together. (laughs) You know what it it was? It was... uh, You remember in Parks and Rec where Rashida Jones would date a guy, and like absorb his yeah, his qualities right. and like just basically become an extension of the boyfriend that or the boy that she was dating at the time. Right. So this girl was dating like a vegan, a uh, like a environmentalist yeah. and she would basically she basically like redid her entire life and like her views to copy the girl that she was dating. Right. But and it's also kind of like a look at the idea of um I guess like dating up strength wise because the um probably the the most like solid grounded have my act together character on that show was um this one of the girls in this episode though the the vegan one you're talking about because she just has everything together she knows kind of what she's doing and she starts to date someone who's a student and seems to be more of like a go with the flow type so um, I, yeah, I think I was just unhappy watching that because I was like, man, A, like the girl who was, uh, the other girl, gorgeous. Yeah. I'm like, you guys both have so much stuff going for you. You're young. Go find the right people. So that was my take there at least. Also, they jumped into a relationship like super quick. Yes. Which is always a bad call. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, there was just like, there was a turning point in that episode where, where like it, it easily could have resulted in a breakup. Yeah. And it didn't. It went the other way and it made them stronger. And I was like, that wouldn't happen. See, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not the type to view it that way. I'm the, we were texting about it. Like uh, in How I Met Your Mother, there's a metaphor they use, uh, they call it exits, which is when you're in a relationship, uh, you can take, you can take an exit pretty early on, but and if you don't take it, then you got to drive a few more miles. Then you could take another exit, yeah. and then it, there reaches a point where there's not an exit for like twenty miles. So you think, do I do I get out of the relationship now before I have to go this much further? And basically, I think that couple, I think everyone watching that episode thinks that couple they should have taken an exit. An exit. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. So um, back to Dave Franco. Uh, I have this question for him. Uh, did you know that? 
uh, Bree is not Allison Bree's last name. It is not. It's what is Shermerhorn. It? Shermerhorn. Yeah. That is the most unattractive thing about Allison Bree. That is the most attractive thing that about it. Is if that her too. name were Allison Shermerhorn, yeah. Awesome. What? That's awesome. That'd be <laughs> no. so great. Nope. I love it. Nope. Someone having horn at the end of like like the, the hottest person. That you know what you know what that does? What? That would like if I if I were to it's like marry Elizabeth Hornswoggle, <laughs> yes, it's uh, if I were to marry Allison Brie, it'd be like, oh, he's doing her a favor. He's giving her a new last name. Well, see, Allison, Allison Brie is a very cute name. It is. It's more fitting. Allison Shermerhorn is just like, this is what I am, and I think that what she is is a very attractive lady. I think that I wish that she would go with Allison Shermerhorn. So yeah, I, I would have asked Dave Franco if he knew that his fiance i'm sure that he did <laughs> if you knew his fiance's name uh, just a little question i would have asked to dave franco <laughs> um what else do you have uh not much i've got uh who did you play in the five-year engagement because wikipedia said uh you started quote unquote starred in it but then i realized that i was still on allison Bree's page and that makes sense because Alison Brie was one of the main characters in the five-year engagement. Oh, my God. But, I, yeah, I was like, Dave Franco was in the five-year engagement. Uh, because he was in Superbad. Um, Correct. For, but like, he's, the one scene. He's the kid on the soccer field that People beat don't his forget. pants. <laughs> right. People don't forget. Um, yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't have asked that question. Uh, let's see. What was it like getting Scrubs canceled? <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Pick one for me to see now, because uh, I'm only going to see one. Now you see me, nerve, or now you see me too. I'm leaning towards nerve. He wasn't in Now You See Me, was he? He was. Oh, I had oh, to look was? that up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that movie was fucking garbage. <laughs> really? Yep. So on a scale of focus to We Are Your Friends, where would that rank? Uh, closer to We Are Your Friends. Okay. Um. Yeah, that movie is like a seven on the garbage scale. Yeah, um, so you're you're angry that you watched it, but you're not inconsolable. No, I uh, like I was depressed I'm, after I saw Focus. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's more like ah, uh, I should not have watched that, but now I get to tell people how fucking terrible it was. So. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. It uh, would be a it would be an excellent movie for an on demand movie review for us. Yeah, you know what? Actually, would be a good movie. This this question is related to that movie. Uh, did you see Unfinished Business? I don't think so. It's Vince Vaughn, uh, Dave Franco, and oh, that's that's the business trip. One? Yeah, no, um, I haven't seen that. It's it's bad. <laughs> um, he plays uh, a character named Mike Pancake in it, and the movie God. is so bad that I was going to ask him: Is the only reason you took that movie because so the name you could Mike play? Pan- so he plays a retarded guy named Mike Pancake, and it's like they uh, it's. Again, that that whole movie is not Mike good. Pancake. But basically, it's a company. It's two guys, and uh, they have a they have. He's kind of an intern or whatever. But uh, they hire him, and they don't know that he's disabled. And he basically like holds them up, and they're like, "Oh, stupid Mike! He's such a stupid guy!" And it's like, "No, you're this this, this person is disabled." And uh, but he's a, he's a sweet character. And his name is Mike Pancake, but they keep telling him, "Stop telling people in meetings what your name is." <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm coming around in the movie. The more Jesus. I talk about it, Mike Pancake, pretty good, pretty good movie, good stuff. Um, 
Should just call that movie Mike Pancake. Right, like the the Adventures of Mike Pancake, and it shows them in the car, like. Oh. Um, the last one I was gonna have was: uh, Were you underrated in your family regarding who, like, the cute one of the family is? Because when Freaks and Geeks came out, he was fourteen, so that meant he spent James. No, well, uh, uh, Dave. Dave was fourteen when James was in Freaks and Geeks, so um, I feel like. This automatically meant that Dave spent all of his teens and early 20s not kind of being hot shit, which right. he should have been. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Because uh, Dave's better looking than James. I agree to an extent. Like, J- James has, like, a, an appeal to him like where he's, like, kind of like a dirty scumbag. Yeah. Uh, well, at least he used to. Now he's, like, now that he has not aged well. He is like weathered and just over yeah, the hill. But I think he, he will never be hot again. Uh, James just reminds me of like a very tall, skinny uh, little teddy bear. I would not say that. Really? Like uh, his yeah. whole face just is like just like he a had little... a, he had a he had a uh, a short peak. Like his Spider Man days, he was that, wow, like that's a good so honestly, dude. yeah. I I never even remembered that there was a time when when James Franco was considered hot. Yeah, but, yeah I watched I right. watched Spider Man recently, and I was like, damn, James Franco, a lot better looking than I remember. Yeah, uh, and it was like between Freaks and Geeks because he wasn't like especially good looking during Freaks and Geeks or whatever. He no, had like he the was, dirty, he played a ba- dirty yeah. bad boy burnout. Yeah, look. Uh, and then after that. When he started to get into his movie career, he became like the more classically good looking, like put together James Franco. And then, like, as soon as he got famous, Hollywood movie famous, he was like, now I get to go back to being like the artsy, dirty scumbag look. It's a good thing you mentioned that because I, my assumption there was that James was wrongfully being considered hot shit, but he was, he was hot for a minute. He cleaned himself up to be the hot shit, but that's not who he is inside james franco yeah oh no james is he was packaged by hollywood to be hot shit right we uh james franco's mom is on twitter and she's like uh she's she's an author or something and uh, i have her on for one question be we, like, which human you squeezed out of your vagina ended up looking better <laughs> yeah we should do like uh maybe a mother's day episode we should have uh the franco's moms. mom on yeah i so. know that And that was questions for Dave Franco. Without Dave Franco.